and we won the double in the first year, got promoted to Geffel First Division, and we stormed that as well. We won that as well, so it was just crazy. There are more Asians involved in football than you would expect. There are nowhere near as many Asians involved in football as there should be. Join us on the Our Game 2 podcast as we celebrate the ones that are and discuss the ones that aren't. I'm joined on a podcast now by Chippy San, who is the manager, the chairman, in his own words, the window cleaner and the toilet cleaner as well of Punjab United. Chippy, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, mate. Nice to be on. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, no worries. Looking forward to um, to catching up with you, really. So Punjab United, they play in the Southern Counties East Division. Is that right? Premier, formerly, yeah. formerly Premier Division, right? Formerly, used, I think, used to be called the Kent League way back. And so whereabouts in the football pyramid is that? I think we're about nine levels down now, I think, from the, the actual uh, Premiership. So, yeah, step five, which cool. is... Uh, <laughs> in, a, in a decade, we'll see you in the Premier League. Is that the, oh, is that the dream? Yeah, it's hard enough to stay where we are now. <laughs> Crazy, but yeah, right. never, never. <laughs> Fair enough. So, as a team, Punjab United, have they been going for long? How, what's their history like? So, our history is we're so we used to be a Sunday team. So, we've been going for nearly eighteen years now, um, but the mostly majority used to be Sundays. So, five years ago, we just um, I had enough of waking boys up half drunk on Sunday morning. I sort of lost that sort of a drive to get up myself because it was getting to a standard where I was dragging people out of bed and I just couldn't do it no more. So we just used to be a one-team Sunday morning team. And, yeah, just a little brainwave saying, right, you know, no clubs have really done it our way in Asian clubs. So, well, right, we're going to go and hit the best level we can, um, draw the best local players we can. And then, um, yeah, we sort of had a little inspiration. And where it used to be, the Kenton Big Tay used to be, if you had the floodlights, you can miss a few levels and jump straight into the Kenton Victor, which will be semi-pro, which is step six. Um, so, yeah, that's the way we, we went into it. Fantastic. So, with Punjab United, have they always been Punjab United? And how did they, how did they, the club form? Well, the club is because we were on Sunday, so we used to have a couple of Asian teams around. Yeah, you grew in another football club, you had uh, Elephant's Head, and you said that. Just for those who don't know, which part of the world are we talking about? Uh, Gravesend. So, we're in North Kent Sunday League, Gravesend. So uh, that's what we all rooted. It used to be dark side, the Indian side as well. So it used to be great rivalry on a Sunday. So, uh, but then Elephant said and Bat and Ball came to a stage where the players used to get on anyway, and both teams merged to make Punjab United Football Club on a Sunday. So we rose to the levels. We got to the Premier on the Sunday morning, which is what we wanted to achieve. We finally got there. And then you couldn't go no further than that. You know, the players started to lose interest. And then... Um, so I thought rather than lose all the players, let's go and push this team to a Saturday side and go and be the best we can, really. And that's exactly what we try to do. Had a few issues with the FA, finally had to go to a meeting, you know, in two for two years it dragged on to get to us in Kenton Victor, which then changed to uh, the Scaffold Prem and Scaffold Division One. And finally, with the leagues back in, we got in and they didn't put us in the Scaffold, they actually put us in the Kent League One division below. So, um, yeah, when we finally agreed, which I thought was a good deal, really, we come from Sundays to Saturdays, they put us back down. They said the division's already been done. Um, so, yeah, I thought, you know what, it's a fair compromise. Let's go and show them what we can do. And 
yeah, we 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 stormed that division, highest goal scoring league uh, team ever in that division. We won that for most points, uh, and we won the double in the first year. Got promoted to Scaffold Prem First Division, uh, sorry, sorry Scaffold First Division, and we stormed that as well. We won that as well. So it was just crazy. It was just a crazy euphoria about Punjab back then. You know, we we won the biggest cup in Kent, and and yeah, it just continued to grow. That level, we just we had so much confidence playing, great unity. And it just uh, went mint when we got into Scaffold Prem, you know, within two years. So, yeah, it's, honestly, it's a dream come true at the moment. We're pinching ourselves playing against all the big clubs with a 100-year history. And, you know, we're an Asian team playing with the big boys. It's, it's unbelievable. Cool. OK, so, I mean, first of all, what makes you an Asian team? How much of your squad are these Asian players? And how much of it has changed since you went from the Sunday to the Saturdays? Um, to be honest, I brought a lot over. So we had a lot of Asians playing on Sundays. We've always been mixed. Punjab and I have always been mixed. You know, I grew up playing with mixed sides. I never wanted just, oh, we were just going to play with Asians. You know, you've got best friends who are English. You know, it doesn't matter. So we, we brought everyone over. We had about 10 players who were Asian who came over in the squad. Um, by then, as soon as you started to hit a level, as you know, with Indians, it's like, I'm going to a wedding, can't make it. Go to a party, go and do this, and then slowly, slowly, you see the ones who want to play, and you see the ones who filter out. So now we're like four or five still um, in the squad, um, but we're Asian owned. You know, me and my brother, the committee, are all Asian. You know, we've got it's it's a great vibe at the moment. Cool. And with the club, when they're looking to recruit players, is there a little bit more of an onus to looking out for Asian players? And is word of mouth, I guess, would help with that and stuff, or is it just you do trials and listen? And just- open yeah. it up to anyone and everyone which I'm sure you do but there's no particular focus no anyone whoever's good enough make plays you know whoever's, whoever we can don't get me wrong of course you know an Asian club we would love to get one of our own through courses with and we do try to push you know we've got some great potentially some great players here who are coming through so we always give them a chance you know last year I think I played in the FA Vars I played three young 16 goals one was Asian two were English but they come through my from under 14s to 16s to um, into the first team so you know, we're giving people a try, no matter how age you hit. If you're good enough at that age, you'll be playing. Cool. Okay. And what's the structure of the club? So you've got obviously the men's team, the first eleven, and you just mentioned 14, 16 year olds. What what's what's the structure of the whole of the whole yeah, club then? Now, um, from one club on a Sunday now, you know, to Saturday, we've actually gone from we've got three to five year olds training on a Saturday morning, and then it goes from under sevens, nines, twelves, fourteens, sixteens reserve team on a Saturday and reserve team or I mean the first team on Saturday so yeah the structure you know about 250 kids training during the week it's it's honestly it's gone from something so small to something so big so quickly so yeah okay. that's what I think I'm going great to be honest <laughs> ah, right fair enough so I mean let's 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 talk about you for a second then at what point did you get in first get involved with Punjab United uh, well look, I've always played so we played from the beginning when I was young um with Punjab, with Elton Said, uh, with GNG Football Club. So we've always been around. And then slowly, we, when it merged, that's when I took hold of that team. So when it merged from Baton Ball to Elton Said, then I took that Sunday to another level, really. And I was trying to uh, get players in, train them, we're doing different things. It was great. And then when it came to this, uh, to moving to the Saturday, it was just something I spoke to a few of the boys, you know, who run the club with me. I said, it's time to change. If we don't change now, we're going to be stuck in the right like a lot of the other Asian clubs do. They concentrate on tournaments through the summer, then they're concentrating on Sunday league. 
I didn't really see a lot of Asian teams playing Saturday. It didn't push them to where we should be. You know, you saw other clubs coming through and you thought, why can't we do it? You know, people said to me, don't do it. You're wasting your time. You're never going to get there. And as you know, if you listen to people like that, you never get nowhere. And I didn't listen, you know, with my work and what I do in football, you know, no, I'm not going to take a no for an answer. And we went for it. And uh, yeah, look, we're, we're out there as an advert to everyone. If you think you can do it and you dream of it, you can do it. Of course you can. We're here, you know, playing FA Cup, playing FA Vars. You know, we've been on BBC One at half past seven on the documentary. With, you know, we had about two million viewers week top gear. How would we know an Asian club like us will be on BBC One at half past seven? It's amazing. So what was the driving force as in, was it to grow and take your team as high up as, it, as you could? Or was it, do you think you just outgrew what you guys were doing on the Sunday? I just didn't, I, I think over the years when Grayson, I think if you see some of the players have been unreal, there's some really good players who played in, in Grayson, but wasted our time in local football. I know it sounds really awful to say that, but the local North Kent Sunday or a local Saturday league, we never really saw these players push on to uh, play at a higher level like we're playing now at the semi-pro level. And, you know, and it's a shame, really, because they were good enough. You know, we were good enough. But we never had that chance, you know. We never pushed ourselves that far. So what I didn't want to do is waste another generation, you know, of players and a club which can't go forward. So we went forward and we've took the players with us. We've pushed them as hard as we can, you know, and the club's grown, you know, it's, it's grown so quickly. But... Yeah, I didn't want to waste another generation of players, especially my kids are growing up now. They're playing for the club. Would I really want to see, you know, seven or eight Asians or out of that team miss a chance to go and play semi-pro football? You know, play at FA Cup, play FA Vars. No one's done it. No one built a stadium like we have, you know. We've, we've got two flood-up pitches now, which we can only dream of back, you know, back in the day when we were playing. You're lucky you had to pay a fiver to go and play, and you'll be lucky if you got on the pitch, you know. <laughs> You know, it's great. It is honest. That was a drive to make sure we go and achieve something which no one else has. Okay, cool. And so I was going to ask, so what is the setup? So you've got your own pitch and stadium as well? Yeah, so we, got, uh, we leased a pitch of uh, one of the guys we know. Um, it was run down. It wasn't great. The pitch is up there. So luckily we knew him. I knew him when I was young, an Indian guy. So I shook his hand, done a deal. I said, look, right, give me the pitches. I'll take care of all the pitches. You take care of your uh, hall, a wedding venue, basically. And um, yeah, it's worked out quite well. So we went up there. We've, we've built a brand new stadium, basically. You know, it's been hard work. We've done all the work ourselves with the groundsman. We used to be local, Steve Cook, which I named the stadium after him, passed away last year through cancer. But, um, you know, a lovely local guy was up there helping us out every day. So our committee's been up there cutting the grass, you know, putting the stands in, you know, doing the concreting. You know, I was working there on Saturday doing the shed. We don't stop. You know, everything we're doing is trying to build. Um, so we now we're luckily we've got the fourth first team pitch. We've got a reserve we're training pitch, which we just put floodlights on. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. So the whole club is there set. Kids pitches, two adult pitches. And, yeah, it's ours. You know, we've got, I think we've got a 15-year lease. So, yeah, we're going to keep pushing, really. Fantastic. Pre-COVID, um, what sort of crowds were you getting? So we're normally about 60 to 100. Okay. You know, on the big ones, we've got a lot more. But on the normal days, normal Saturdays, about 60 to 100 people. I think you'll see more of the Indians come out. I know it sounds really funny when you say that. But the Indians don't come out on the weekends because, as you know, they're probably with their girlfriends, with the shopping, with their wives, keeping them happy. But they normally come out midweek. So when we come to a midweek fixture, We'll have all the boys come and watch because they come straight from work. They come straight out, watch a game with us. So we normally have over 150 in a midweek. So, yeah, we, we, we're reaching good levels at the moment. Okay, cool. And 
how do the other teams in that league compare? As in, which which is the biggest club? Who's got the biggest crowds? And what's the the average in that league? If you've got Chat- Chatham and Sheffield, you know, they're probably getting about 300 plus, you know. So, yeah, you know, we're hitting 60 to 100 on a normal day. They're hitting 350, maybe 400 sometimes. So they're big, big clubs, you know. So good guys, must admit, you know, when we went in the league, you know, we got on really well with them. them two get, uh, chairman or them two I got on really well with. Um, yeah, they, this, they're good. They, they, they show you how to be professional, you know, on and off the pitch. And that's what you've got to learn from the people above you to have a look how you can mould the club and make it better. Cool. And with your crowd, how many of them are Asian? Because this is a conversation we've had with several people who work in in um, in semi-pro. And, I mean, Imral, for example, will tell you he's not happy with the numbers he gets at Sporting Bengal. Some of the other teams will tell you there's... You, you've got a mix and the Asian part of it is quite low, etc. What's your experience over at Punjab United? Yeah, I'll probably say the same. I've probably got more non-Asian supporters than I have Asian supporters. But the Asians, like I said, they don't come out every Saturday. So I think that's where I think a lot of these clubs like Inwell and, you know, Sporting Castle as well, especially, they don't really get a lot of up in here until they, like Asians, until they get the midweek. That's where I see a lot more influence with our friends who are always, you know, they all come so, yeah, if I say, that, would they come on a Saturday? No. You know, majority five, ten out of the 60, maybe. But, um, yeah, midweek, you'll probably get a hell of a lot more. So just that curiosity, I mean, is that, first of all, is that a frustration? And what sort of things have you done to try and increase those numbers? Yeah, I think it's more frustration because you think there's so much of a big, you know, we, I think we've got 20, 30,000 you know, seats in grazing. I'm sure there is about, you know, getting that much. And I don't even get a lot of them come to football. It's crazy. You feel like, you know, oh, you feel mad. But look, I, to be honest, I, I've lost, I've said to them, boys, I'm happy that I've got the non-Asian supporters. They're great people who come down and support the club. They're there every week. You know, they volunteer to come and help out. It's, listen, it, it, whoever wants to come and watch, you know, they, they will be part of the football club. And that's that's what I like to be honest. You know, you can't just keep relying on their own. Sometimes it ain't going to happen. And we've realised that over the years. We can't rely on our own. we just got to keep moving forward. And whoever comes along with the journey, so be it. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I guess one of the things that I, one of the way things I'm considering is the fact that, look, there's been very few Asians that have made it professional at the very highest level. Um, and there's a whole myriad of reasons why that is. One of the reasons I think I don't know how big it is, but one of the reasons I think is is as Asians we we don't have football in our culture the way football in this country is. So when what I mean by that is historically with the working classes, you'd have this, the Saturday games at three o'clock and everyone would go down, especially before it became all seating, etc. And you, everyone would go to their local club, be it whatever league or division it was. If you happened to be next to a Premier League or First Division team in those days, that's where you'd go and see. If you happened to be around the corner from Leighton Orient, as I grew up, that's where I'd go down. It's, and that's because I fell in with with a bunch of football-going mates. Um, but where I think so much of of our people tend to support the biggest clubs like the Man Uniteds and Liverpools, et cetera. And you can't just go over there, especially if you don't live close to there, et cetera. And it, that seems to trickle down in, which is why I was asking, like I said, I've mentioned Imrul as well. Um, 
we've spoken to a couple other people, like you said, sports and Kelsa and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know how to get them out, to be honest. I think look, look, all, all the agents are changing. You know? I think it's great in the capacity that they're taking the kids everywhere. They want to take the kids' trials. We never had that. Our parents were too busy working to do all that for us. But I think now you've seen a big change in, in the way they want their kids to go and play at the highest level now. I want to be training at the best one-to-ones. I want to go and take them to Dartford, uh, Gilligan, you know, Chelsea trials, air trials. You talk with these parents all the time, and I think it's great that they're trying to do that now. And so, you see a lot of them still now coming to support their kids on a Sunday, you know, Sunday with us now. You never see some of the parents just be like a drop-off centre. Drop them off outside, I'm running off. On- Childcare. Exactly. Now, on Sundays now, you'll see the mum, the dad, both come and support their child. You know, this is see a lot of Asians doing that. So we've got a lot. That one thing we've brought in to make sure, look, if you're going to come, come and support your kid. Don't use it as a drop-off center, you know. Then be involved with, with the actual club. Be involved in the social element of it. No matter, you might be speaking to some other parent. And you have to say you're going to build their relationships, aren't you, really? You know, it doesn't matter what colour you are, who you are. Go and talk to people. And it's the whole point. If you don't come to football, you're not going to know what the club is. If you drop them off outside the gate, which I know a lot of people do, and run off to go and do your own thing, what then what are you supporting? You're just dropping your kid off, you know? So we've finally got that over that stage. But to bring more, I don't know, to bring more Asians out here to come and watch, I think that's going to be a bit more of a long-term uh, little problem for us to try to get them through the door. We're slowly getting them on the big games. Don't get me wrong, when we play the FA Cup game, FA Vars game, we do get a lot of fans come through which are Asian. But it's a one-off. It's a one-off, you know. So um, yeah, it, it is. What, what can we do? You know, we just got to keep pushing, keep talking to them, see if we can get them down there. I think a lot of the parents are starting to say, "Look, when you bring the youngest to the football club for free on a Saturday, come watch a game for nothing, get them through the door." Then hopefully the kids might say to them, "Look, Dad, I want to go and watch Punjab on a Saturday," you know. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, with I mean, first of all, let's talk about the name Punjab United. Where how? Were you involved? Sorry, at what point did you get involved with Punjab? You said yeah, we named- you were there right at the start oh, yeah, so- when when the teams merged. Yeah. Was there, because obviously with Punjab United as a name, you're setting your stall down right there. It's like, look, we're an Asian club. Right from the off, you're there, which in some respects is quite brave. Um, and also you're putting yourself out there to, I guess, either be challenged or for people to ha- make their own perceptions without talking to you. Tell me about that. Yeah, it was just, I think when we merged, most of the majority of the team was a, uh, the, Sikh, the Sikh community. So basically, you know, our parents all for Punjab and back home from Punjab. So it's one of the players just said, look, let's call it Punjab, you know, it's made, it's called Punjab United all we didn't really see how, you know, back then we didn't know how where it's going to take off to. It was just something which came, everyone agreed it was right, let's call it Punjab United. Yes, Raising. And let's get on with it. And that's how we sort of evolved, started to go through the levels. And yeah, it's, it's been quite um, challenging, I would say. You know, I don't think, because we get, I think the main thing is everyone knows now what an Asian club is, you know, who they are, what we're doing. We're a family sort of orientated um, club, you know, people who know us, you know, we, listen, we're not baptised Sikhs, and yeah, of course, we're going to mingle and Brit- we're British, you know, born, of course, we're going to go and have a laugh, we're going to go to a pub, we're going to have a drink, don't do it. So you, you get to that society, don't you, that they start to break down those barriers that they're not here, you know, they're not just full of Asians in that team, they're full of, like, middle, multicultural mix, you know, we all get together, we'll have a laugh together, we'll have a drink together, and then you start to build that bond, don't you, you know? 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's exactly how it's worked out. And now we've got probably got more non-Asians playing for us than we have Asians. And yet the bond is still the same, if that makes sense, you know? Cool. And so how have the other clubs taken to you? As in, I guess generally I'm sure that they'd be okay. But at the beginning, was there any kind of, I don't know, kickback or anything along those lines where some clubs sort of thinking, who are these guys? Yeah, it was. It wouldn't go down too well, to be honest, because we got voted in at uh, one of the AGMs. I went down there and made a speech about who we were, what we are doing. But I didn't realise where we were going into that league. Basically, they wanted us to start down the bottom at seven levels down on that Kent County level. But um, the FA wanted us to go in the league at that level. Um, they had no choice really to put us in. Um, yeah, it didn't go down too well. Uh, a lot of teams I did know, a few of them, they were fine with it. But because um, we got put right in the Prem, um, a lot of teams didn't like it. No, who the hell are these? Like, they come from Sunday, Daniel play Saturday football, what they're going to do. But I think once we started to play them every week and show their hospitality, I think where I got this one was Sporting Casa. So I got on really well with them. I've known them two, uh, the, you know, two brothers for years. So I spoke to them a lot and I said, look, I've just got chucked into this camp account. They're good chip. He goes, they might not like what you're doing here because you come and jumped in, which is not your fault. You should have went in a level above. But because they've already done their structure, you've got to go now down one. Right? So I go, yeah. He goes, show them who you are. Show them the Punjabi element of yourselves, like your hospitality, you know, after the game. You know, be yourselves. Just do what you got to do. And trust me, because they'll start to learn that this team's actually all right. You know, especially if you can play as well. You know, if we went in there and lost every week, I think we would have probably got ripped, you know. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, we probably would have got slaughtered. But where we went in there, started winning every game afterwards, we chucked in like the crate. Back then no hospitality was done. So in the change rooms, I put a crate of beer. So I'm gonna give my lot a crate of beer. And we gave them 50 smosers in a box. We had 50 smosers in a box. And slowly, 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 this team was like, listen, you got a pun job, man. You need to get smosers. Go and try these smosers and go and do this. They give you a crate of beer afterwards. Slowly you started to turn them. And we were playing good football as well. Listen, that all does the talking for you as well, you know. But if you can do the hospitality on that side, um, you know, sporting casting, you know, trust me, you'll start to change their perception of who you are and what you're doing. And slowly, yeah, and that's exactly how it works. You know, they started to get a good name out there, play good football. And, yeah, we've, we've done, I think, okay, really. No, you've got a fantastic story. And how about, so, I mean, the football clubs are one thing. How about the crowds that you're up against is... I mean, how I'm sure there's the odd comments said. Is that frequent? Is that getting less frequent? Um, yeah, it's getting better. I must admit, it's getting better. Um, I think they all realise now, you know, I think it probably maybe be different if we were an all-Indian side or an all-Asian side. But, you know, at the moment, we haven't had nothing too bad said or whatever done. You know, yeah, you get a few comments. Oh, they're all playing the turbans. They open job. You always get stupid comments. That's just the way life is, you know. But, yeah, we just sometimes... These sort of these are sort of players. I see this social media media stuff now. If you let them win, you know, when we first started, when we played when we were younger, we called left, right, and centre, packing the space when we're walking up this area where we play now. But that local area now, those kids and parents used to do that. They're playing for us now. They're walking around with a job type of nighty top, you know. They have kids come and play for me on a Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. You're breaking that barrier, man. If you gave up and said, Oh, I'm giving up now because they kept calling me this or they kept doing this, or we stopped, who would have won? We wouldn't have won, would we? We would have dropped out of nothing. We would have never done no football club. You know, we, we never let no one push us away, man. You've got to keep breaking those barriers down because slowly and slowly, they're going to get to know us. You know what I mean? Every team we played against, we used to have a proper ding-dong, you know, when we were younger. But slowly, slowly, like I said, you know, you meet them in the pub the following week, 
And they're like, all right, all right, you know, don't really talk much, but you just acknowledge each other. The week after you play them again, or you play them on a Saturday, you meet them again on a Sunday in a pub, and they start to say, yeah, it's not bad. How'd you get on? How'd you get on? There you go. You've broken that barrier over football, ain't you? You know? So, yeah. Cool. That's how we work, man. I don't, I've never let anyone sort of put me off and call me this. If they call it, get it. What are you going to do? Walk off the pitch? Who wins? They win. That small minority win, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, have you ever had any incidents where, because obviously with most teams, they're the same sporting bingo. I know they're the same, for instance, but obviously every something at some point, something might happen that pushes you close to the edge. Of Have you ever had that? Well, we had that last season that went to deal. Um, and the worst thing, I think the worst thing is they started on, one bloke started on uh, the couple of the guys, the offspring, and they're English. And they, would, they said to her on the sidelines, a bit drunk, are oh, you yeah, can you sporting them packies and all that stuff? And all you, you know. And he was like, she was like, hold on. And he, he started on her. And she's an English girl, like, you know, and she was shocked to see the sort of comments coming out of his mouth, you know. But they didn't come and tell us, which if they told me during that game, I probably would have stormed over and done something. You know, I know you sound really awful, but I think we would have. But we didn't tell us to after the game, and we did come go and talk to the chief the chairman. And the steward, and the steward goes, yeah, he should have been kicked out last last year because he's done the same thing again to another team. So they're the sort of things you think, why are they letting them back in? You know, they're the sort of people who shouldn't be going to games. But yeah, they're the sort of slight issues we get a little bit. But I think you know sometimes that pushes your boat if they kept swaying at or someone you know or thought someone awkward, especially two young English girls involved, which is crazy. I couldn't believe it, you know. And I think they realise themselves now how it'll make someone else feel because they got it and they're English. You know, supporting an Asian club, they they got the brunt of it. Yeah, fair enough. You said at the beginning you had some. I'm, I'm not quite sure what you said. You said some issues with the FA. Was that in terms of them being resistant to putting you in, or was that in terms of them being sticklers for rules and in terms of what they do with you? No, I think there's there's definitely something to that. I wouldn't. We weren't too impressed with uh, the way they treat us really because we've done the proper process of putting the application in which you went to a league meeting which they processed their application said yes they want us in went to the fa this guy from the fa said um oh it's too late now make them wait another year so we waited for nearly a year and a bit put the application in again with the backing of the league with the kenton victor then all of a sudden their structure changed and we got an email saying um make them start at the bottom after nearly two years of only going for the application he said start at the bottom and this guy actually left the FA as well. So the league ran me out and said, listen, Chip, if you know someone, don't, don't take this lighthearted. We're not happy. We're going to complain. You should be in this league. This the whole point of this league is people like yourselves to come in and progress upwards. Other teams have. So, yeah, I'll, I'll raise it with my local councillor here. Um, so I raised it with the FA and said, why is this club being treated like this? If, they've had, if you've been in dialogue for nearly two years, why is this happening? Um, and then we got called to an FA meeting. And we've laid it all out on the line. This is what's been going on. Here's the email trace. You've got the league chair lady back sitting right next to me saying, we want Punjab and United in. Why are they being not like, allowed in? And then, yeah, and, that, and the compromise was we dropped down one level below. Show your case, you know. And she was great, to be honest. And without her, I don't think we would have been here. This is great, to be honest. So, yeah, no, she, she just put a letter into an email to say, look, you know, I think you should meet this team and you lot should explain what's going on. If you can help them, great. If you can't. And enough you can do, then try a beer, but at least meet the people from the club, you know. So, and 
with her with her um, link on that email she sent, if she didn't send it, the FA would never have met someone like myself. No chance. No way. That's interesting. So, so you need. I mean, you needed help and an intervention to make it happen. Yeah. Um, and that was just because, or well, there's no real reason for it. No, I wasn't going to take it. I couldn't lie down and take that fact that someone told me after 18 months, no, start right, you know, right the bomb. Hold on. We went through the right process. Why weren't we given a chance like everyone else? You said it's a simple. And I wasn't going to lie down and take it. I said, well, you know, my cancer wrote a strong letter to, you know, uh, what's been going on. And I had to give them the structure of what happened. And then she said, yeah, they've got every right to have a meeting and deserve a meeting at the FA. And that's why we got the meeting. Okay, cool. And... So how have the last couple of years been pre-COVID in terms of, because I believe in your first season you won the league, right? Uh, the first season, a couple of years ago, we did. When we went into Premier now, um, we've been struggling a little bit mid, you know, near the bottom. So, and then now COVID's hit two years, two seasons on the trot. So, yeah, it's been a bit of hit and miss at the moment. The boys, I mean, feel sorry for the boys, you know, to all love football, as every other club will know. You know, we haven't, everybody wants to play, everybody wants to train. You've got to look at people's mental health now, which is, we, you know, we never used to look at that as an Asian as well. We never used to look at anyone's mental health. No one even knew what it was back then, you know. And now it's like, it's a key issue for everyone, you know, to get everyone back, get everyone trained, get everyone, all the kids trained again. Yeah, it's been a bit hit and miss, to be fair. But it's nice to start again now. We started a little bit, a few games of bad, and we'll come down with his team. And they needed it. He said he needs a game, you know, so that's why we arranged it, met him as well. And it was great to have a conversation with him after the game and get all the players playing, really. Fantastic. So, what is the plan? I take it the the season this season isn't happening. Is that right? And then we're going to start again. Yeah, season's finished. So now we've started um, just a few games, started training again, just to get the boys back into it. And luckily for me, like I mentioned earlier on, you've got Chatham, Sheppy. Uh, they've organised uh, Chatham chairman's organised. Kevin's organised a little mini league between all the local teams from Gravesend. So you've got Gravesend Midway. So you've got us, um, Sheppy, Chatham. Rochester United and Lordwood. So we've got five, so five teams sort of uh, mini tour, mini league starting with the 18th of May. So hopefully we should have crowds back on the 18th of May. And this will take us right to the middle of June, this little tournament. And then we go straight into pre-season and straight into the league in August. Okay. So in terms of the level where you're at, and I guess it look, it's different for every single club. So how... How much of an impact has COVID had on you guys? So you've got your own stadium, so you still have to... I don't know how much revenue you get from from attendance and stuff like that, and how much of an impact not playing has had. Yeah, it's, it's, nothing stops, you know. With, with our landlord, we're still paying the rent. Um, so that has the other help from there. The FA grant has helped to cover that rent shortfall, which has been great. As you know, you can't charge all your parents... <laughs> full fees if they're not even training and their kids are not even coming with their memberships. So uh, some of the parents we put out there, they've continued to pay to help the club out, which is fantastic. So we're not going to stop normally in the summer between end of uh, end of April to end of, middle of June. I normally give everyone a break, but we're not going to stop now. We're going to keep let the kids train, carry on playing friendlies, carry on doing what they're doing, try to help them as they helped us as a club, you know, with, with uh, paying their memberships and stuff like that. So, yeah, financially, it has been draining. I'm not going to lie, you know. We still got the groundsman needs to be working there, you know, because we don't, you know, we don't do all that. We, I've helped a guy doing that for us. So, cost, luckily, we've got FC Football Club. Their academy, um, they use my facilities during the day because they've got a classroom, school academy there from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock. 
So their rent, which they pay me has helped to cover costs, which is if they weren't there, maybe it would have been a lot worse if that makes sense, you know. Mm. So yeah, we have nothing, nothing is, listen, have football clubs like us, we don't make no money, you know. To have 60, 70 people for the door, you got to pay the referees maybe 130 quid. So the referee and two assistants, plus their food offers, plus the team's food offers, you know, you're lucky to break even if you get a good day. So, but if we were here for the money, you wouldn't be doing football. Not at this level, you know. This is all about the love of football, what we're doing it for, you know. And uh, me, and my brother, and I've got sponsors, uh, suppliers who work for me. They always come in and say, "Look, Chip, we'll take you to here, we'll take you there." I said, "Listen, forget that. Put an advertising board up the football club. It keeps me happy. Put two hundred, you know, put a few hundred quid away in the football club. I'm happy." So yeah, everyone who knows me from here locally, they know. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go. I just rather you put a banner up at the football club, check a few hundred quid in, and it helps cover everyone's bills and whatever we're doing. So yeah, that's that's how we're sort of getting through. Really, good friends, good people we know locally who sponsored the football club for the last five, six years, ten years. So it's been great. Okay, and just talk about you for a second personally. So you're the you're the you said you're the manager as well as chairman. Is that? Oh, I was about to say, make a joke about you being great, but you've done that already. Is that not too much? What are you thinking of doing at some point? Are you going to hand over one or the other to someone? Yeah, I think everyone keeps asking me now, how long can I keep going? You know, my business is stressful enough in my family business here. We you know we work all over the country. So, yeah, sometimes it does get a lot, I must admit. And then, but I think I've got to, I think I'm in love with it too much at the moment. You know, the club's got to a level where I really enjoy being, um, enjoy managing, you know, I'm testing myself all the time. Um, yes, I think in the future when the club gets bigger, you know, I think I might have to step back um, and just run it as a proper chairman, as you know, like a lot of clubs do. You have the chairman and the manager comes in. I'm scared if I do bring another manager in, I think we've built in to bring all the local players in. Will they be shipped out, and and then he will bring his own in, and I can't interfere. You know, you're thinking then that creates then that unity what we've built up is gone. You know, so all these kids I'm bringing through, I've told them the structure of the club. That if you're good enough at this age, you'll be put in. If someone else comes in, is he going to give those kids that chance? He's going to think, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm in a little, I'm a little bit of a, you know, strange place at the moment. I want to continue, but I've got a young family myself. You know, my wife, she's been great. I think without her, I don't think I'll be doing this at all. You know, she's she knows I love football, and um, she's given me the backing to go and do and spend time there. Like you said, you know, it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, Sundays are the kids. I take my own kids. Saturdays, my adult. I take kids in the morning. So the time I, you know, finish football with my kids, I come home, drop them off. I've got half an hour with the family. Then I'm at, at my football. So yeah, it's it's a long, it's a it's hard. I must admit, it's difficult. You know, but I think I'm um, I'm enjoying it too much to let it go yet. You know, and I'm, I want to push it as far as I can. You know, this last couple of years has been a big learning curve for me on this level. You know, about getting the, getting the players in, what do I need to do, my tactics. But look at Sporting Casa, you know, what came out this morning. It's fantastic. You know, first time the Asian club is playing at step four, you know, it's, it's unreal. So, you know, we can only dream if we can do that, it'd be fantastic. And that's, that, that is the future of it. We want to get there, you know, if they, and they're inspiration now, aren't they, really? I always thought they were inspiration to me before, you know, they were playing at step five. We were playing three levels below and we caught them up in a few years. And that's because, you know, they helped us as well, you know. We, with being professional and off the pitch and how you should run your club, you know, and good, good ideas about that all. And, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that they're actually playing at that level for next season. 
So just to clarify, because when we're we're recording this on, what is the date? The 26th of April. And the news has just come out today that Sporting Calcer are going to to play from next season in the fourth tier of English football. Is that right? I think it's the eighth tier from the Premiership, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, fine. So that news just broken today. Um, and you said you knew the guys before, or you you took some advice and stuff from them. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, we knew them. My brother's um, was married. He's my brother's brother-in-law. He's he's a good. He's part of them. So we got to know him from them before. You know, we knew that a good football club, good people. Um, and he used to tell me the same. You know, Chip, you might not be able to do this forever. You know, players will come and go and leave, and I was going, "Nah, don't you think about my my players will stay in all over a few years?" You see it, you know, slowly, slowly they started to disappear, and you bring you have to bring new players in and always progress. But um, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic to see how well they've done. You know, they've got great facilities up there. They've just got a four G pitch, um, got great uh, stands and great area where they've got a new bar. So yeah, this they're on another level at the moment. I think it's really good for Asian teams to see what they've done and go and see if you can do it as well. Go and cheat something, you know? Yeah, I think we've had, um, who did we have from there? Jazz from there. We interviewed him previously. Um, Was it Jazz? I can't remember now. Um, Yeah, Jazz. Sorry, I'm just, I'm I'm getting confused. Um, Okay, so talk, I mean, you've, uh, so short term, I know you've got, a tournament arranged with a couple of other clubs, including Sporting Bengal, Sporting Kausa as well. Who's the fourth team? Was it Leicester Nirvana? Is that right? Or GI? That's it, Leicester Nirvana. Um, you've got um, Sporting Bengal, Sporting Kausa, and us. So, yeah, it's the first one I think we've ever sort of doing, which is uh, great, really, for the Asian teams to come down and play. So, yeah, first one's going to be at our ground. I'm going to host it, um, God willing. We've, we spoke to the Kent FA last Friday. They're going to pay for the referees, which is fantastic, and sponsor the event. As you know, that's the biggest cost on any day out or any tournament to do is a official cost. So thank God locally they're, they're backing this tournament, which is great. And I know Enwar, with, with his charity, is backing it as well, which is fantastic as well. So it's going to be a good day, I think. Hopefully the weather's good. Um, and, yeah, let's, let's have a game and see who wins it. So at this level, which is, well, so quite relatively, well, it's non-league, but it's still semi-pro. Um, has anything like this happened before? Or I haven't recently? seen it. I haven't seen it. Not not with all the teams. I think there's one more Asian team, I think, who plays at step five. I think they're from Bradford. They're the only ones who I can think of who are at this level. I don't It's amazing to see. I was talking to someone about it the other day. You know, you think in the whole of the UK, only five teams are playing an Asian team standard are playing at that level. It's amazing. And you see how many leagues there are. There's so many leagues playing out there, but only five are playing at this standard. And now only one is playing at step four. It's, it's madness, you know. So we should get more teams out there. We should get people pushing. And I think clubs, there's some big Asian clubs out there who who can do it, you know. If they, if they hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll see a lot more over the years pushing forward on a Saturday. I think that's, that's what we want to see. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so in terms of, I guess, both short and medium to long-term goals, what what do you want to achieve next? There was an obstacle, we're, we're hoping the pandemic is completely over, everything goes back to whatever the new normal is. 
what are you hoping for the next two, three years from from Punjab United? I've always said I think it'd be great to get to where step four. I think if we can get to step four in the next two, three years, I think I've done my bit, if that makes sense. You know, I think I've got the club to a great level and then we'll see what happens if someone takes it over or, you know, I'll step back. But I think if we can get to there, um, that would be a fantastic achievement, you know. I never thought, like I said earlier, I never thought someone like BBC One would come and follow us for a year. You know, it, it was unreal. It was, it, you know, everywhere we went, they were following, it, it was crazy, you know. But locally, we've, we're growing our name, you know, we're growing, the club's growing really well off the pitch as well. We're getting there, you know, our stadium's getting there. So, yeah, next, we'd love a cup run. I would love a cup run. I must admit, I really, really want a good cup run in the FA Cup or the FA Vars. It will be great. You know, if we can get somewhere like that and get the name out there that way as well. Have you guys played in the first round properly of the FA Cup? Have you got that far? Not the first one. We played in the preliminary rounds. Um, I think we got through last year. No, we lost last year, but we got through a year before. Um, FA Vars, we got through a couple of rounds, you know, before it comes officially into the proper rounds of that. So we need to get we need to get a team there, you know. It doesn't matter if it's us or it's Sporting or Bengal or Sporting Castle or Leicester Nirvana. If we can get one of those teams playing the first round of the FA Cup, how would that be? I know Sporting nearly done it a few years ago. They nearly got to that first round draw, you know, and I think they had an amazing run apparently. So it can happen. Why not? Why, why can't we ever look? Why can't we have a little dream, can't we, to get there? It'd be great. Yeah, we can. No, it's fantastic. Um, and so at, other than that, longer term, what sort of plans do you have? How how high up do you think you guys can go and become established? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, I think financially we've got to be, uh, that's the biggest problem. You know, have we got the investment to push this team up? That's, that's the thing. At the moment, I know, you know, some of the weekly budgets what other teams have got in our division are crazy. They're like weekly budgets or two, three divisions above, you know, because everybody's so want to get promoted, get promoted, you know. So are we at that level? No. You know, we, we've got a budget, you know, you've got budget, what we've got to do as players. Um, and yeah, I think that might be tough to sort of get to where I really want to be in a couple of years, but I just think we've got to enjoy it while we go. And if it means it takes a lot longer than that, then so be it. But I just don't want to go backwards. I just don't want to get rid. That's a scary bit now that we're really happy at this level. And the last thing you want to do is go back, you know, so Always pressure. That's the pressure. That's the mind game of football, isn't it? Really, and that's, as long as I stay up, that's the first bit of every season. We've got to stay up, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, we start to progress. So we've got some great young talent, you know, playing in my team. They're all young, they're all in the early twenties, you know, and um, they're all local players as well, which is great. That's, honestly, it's really, really good. I've got a good feeling back this season. I don't know what it is, but I think it's a buzz like I had a few years back, and that's what we brought back to the club this year. And it's a shame that it stopped. But I think we, um, I'm hoping touch wood, we'll have a good season this year. Cool. And talking of youngsters, what, what are the, what's the, what's the setup like for the youngsters in terms of the, the coaching that they're getting? And have you worked with any local professional clubs in terms of developing pathways for ones that are especially gifted or anything? Um, I think we linked up. We definitely, we definitely got a great link with FC United at the moment, which is now they're playing the conference. So they, they, they're academy with us, but they, you know, anyone we know who can develop better, we'll push through uh, to them. Um, and I think our coaches, 
yes, you know, I think that's like every football club, it's hard to get good coaches, as you know. You know, a lot of coaches don't want to come down unless they're getting paid. So I think what we've done over the years is now, I've started off when, you know, when we first started the youth sections, I think you have to get the parents involved to run the club, run the team actually, and then get them trained up while we go along with their coaching badges. Because once they get the interest, because they've got to come anyway, they're going to come to bring their boy, you know, or bring their girl. So why not come and manage it and we'll help you for it, get your coaching stuff in. And finally, that's what we've done. So every team, has, every parent has stepped up. Then you've got another parent who does all the paperwork. And then we've got the parent um, going through his coaching badges. And we've got four or five of our own coaches, which do the first team in the reserves. They then help out on a Saturday morning to make sure their levels are good or their coaching right. If they need any help, we have a weekly meeting. So, yeah, it's proper. Um, it's difficult, that one. We're getting there. And I'm not saying we're perfect at it yet, no, but we can't afford to go and pay every coach 50 quid a session or a lot, a lot of coaches do. So we're just trying our best to sort of tick over but then also then progress with our first team coaches, which are great. They're not, you know, they're all helping out on the Saturday in the morning if they need any more extra sessions or they come in during the week and we and we work with them as well. So, yeah, it's, it's getting there. Cool. Fantastic. Okay, so really, I'm looking forward to the tournament. I'm hoping to come down. This is the tournament on July the 3rd. Um, where can people find details of Punjab United if, either they're local or want to get down and see a non-league team? Yeah, I think the one thing we have been lacking is our website. So, you know, we rebranded our website. Our social media is getting a lot better now. We've got a few people now taking it on board. So the next few weeks, you'll have all the website up and running. You'll have all the social media out that's going. I know we're on Twitter and all that stuff but and Snapchat. But, yeah, majority of the stuff you'll see flow out straight away on now. Um, website's coming out in this couple of weeks, which will be um, hopefully, fingers crossed, be better on what time the uh, time what time the actual tournament starts we've got to arrange all that now we've got you know me and um the guy, other guys chairman will be working out what time we're going to kick it all off so then you'll see a lot more coming out in this couple of weeks about that tournament we were just waiting for more uh, about the kent fa and um are they going to sponsor it with the referees and then you know we had to wait for all that so that's all coming aboard now next couple of weeks you'll see everything come flying out we're going to try to do a few promo videos as you know you know it's nice to do an asian theme to it so we're going to try to do something like that and locally, people people know where we are locally. And I'm hope, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're getting a bit more support. Um, and yeah, it's, next few weeks, you'll see a big push on this tournament. And hopefully, we, um, it'll be a good day. And hopefully, we'll see you as well. It'll be good to meet you, you know, face-to-face as well. I know when everyone's open there as well, which would be great. And hopefully, yeah, you can, you know, come and talk to a few people about fans and see what they really feel about the club as well, which is, that's what it's all about, really.